following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, March 16th, 2020. The woman in your life will do what she must do to comfort you and calm you down and let you rest now. The woman in your life, she can rest so easily. She does everything you do because the woman in your life is you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holt, and I'm your host. And with me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, and co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. Oh, what a week it's been. When I think about it, it's really hard to comprehend. Yet I know we're all moving through it with the big question, are we going to make it? And how quickly things have changed. You know, the Press Democrat, their lead on the front page, they said is how important it is at this time to have faith. And I I truly believe that. Before I I let you know who my guests are, I'm just going to read something that I've been reading from Unity Sends Me. It's called Rise Above Fear and Worry, 30 days to fearless living and i i'm a student of of unity and i thought this might be just something to think about you know what is faith you know through faith our spiritual identity is revealed and aspects of our humanity such as fear and condemnation are no more through faith we align ourselves to the indwelling presence always at work in us Let us express our faith by being willing to respond to the power of the creator that lives in each one of us. You know, we all have a spiritual practice, but it's it's really our insides. It's inside that we can gain the strength that we need. And there's an old saying, this too will pass. And in the meantime, what I find is very interesting about these times right now is that we're starting to look at what are our priorities. And you know, the highest priority that we need to have is always is good health. Because good health is what gives us the steam to go on. Well, I know that's a little bit to think about. And I know all of us are thinking about a lot of things. And I just want to send a special shout out to everybody for all the effort that they are making. I mean, this is really a challenging time. But remember, we're in this together. We are people who live on a planet. And right now we're seeing that we are a community. And each thing is affecting everybody. It's not like we're alone on this one. It's affecting all of us. So we just have to keep our minds on that and have faith and trust that things will turn around. Well, anyway, March is National Women's History Month. And I am so excited because what I decided to do for this uh, this show is to celebrate women in media. You know, media is so important. I mean, how else could we know what is going on? And there's two vibrant women that I'm going to be have. Are, they're going to be on the phone with me, and I'm really excited. I was going to have them in the studio, but you know, with all the isolation ideas, it's best that people just stay home. And that here we are at the studio live, and we'll bring them on uh, by the telephone. Joining me on the telephone will be Vesta Copestakes, who's a graphic artist and founder and publisher of the Sonoma County Gazette. 
Uh, also joining me on the phone will be Carlene Arnick Pate, who's the Chief Revenue Officer for locally owned Sonoma Media Investments, publishers at the Press Democrat, and so, you know, the famous Women's in Conversations. Uh, Carlene was the one. Anyway, like I said, March is National Women's History Month, and we are going to celebrate during this time women in media. So I thought I would, you know, I always remind my listeners, our history is our strength. And when I went to start looking up all the different women that were in media, I was shocked to find that there was actually a woman by the name of Elizabeth Timothy. And this happened in 1739. She became the first female in the American colonies to assume the role of publisher of a newspaper. Listen to this, the South Carolina Gazette. I'm sure a vegetable like that. After her husband, Louis Timothy, died, she turned her the role over to her son, Peter, in May of uh, 1746. So the first woman journalist that I could find was Elizabeth Timothy. Secondly, I found another woman. Her name is Sarah Joseph Hale. And this woman was in 1837. She began her journalism career at the age of 40 while impoverished and raising five children. She became the first female magazine editor of a nationally recognized publication when she moved to Philadelphia in 1837 to become literary editor of God. Listen to this. Godly's Lady Book. Can you believe that? Godly's Lady Book. I would love to see what that book looked like. It was a monthly magazine devoted to morality issues, literature, and fashions. Of course, doing a good deal with women. We have to have fashion. And um, another person really was really interesting, too. And this was also in 1847. Margaret Fuller became literary critic for a major daily newspaper at the New York Herald Tribune when Horace Greeley hired her as the paper's first female staff member in 1846. And this woman became a foreign correspondent for the Tribune when she traveled to Europe and reported on the Italian Revolution of 18. 1847. Wow, these women, I mean, it, it's hard to believe when I looked at it and I saw 1739 was they had women in journalism. That was just amazing to me. And then the last person I found that was was particularly appealing to me also was in the 1940s. And her name was Catherine Elizabeth Smith. And she was known professionally as Kate Smith. And this is the first lady of radio. So we have publications, magazine, and now we have Kate Smith. And, oh, I remember Kate Smith. I mean, Kate Smith made a song called My Yiddish Mama. And my Auntie Sarah, my Aunt Sarah, she bought the record for my grandmother. And I remember in our in our apartment, my aunt's apartment, this song. I, I should play it sometime. I just started to cry. It was so beautiful. So Elizabeth, that's Catherine Elizabeth Smith, known professionally as Kate Smith, was the first lady in radio, was an American singer, a contralto, well known for her rendition of Irving Berlin's God Bless America. She had a radio, television, and recording career spanning five decades, which reached its, its pinnacle in 1940. Amazing the contribution that women make. And you know something? Oftentimes, these little spots, because I believe our history is definitely our strength. Well, 
I don't know what's going to be happening. You know, uh, we, uh, the National Organization for Women, uh, scheduled a Rachel Carson uh, Silent Spring one-woman show uh, featuring Lilith Rogers, and that's going to be happening hopefully on April 19th. But it looks like so many things are being canceled that if you got one of those save the dates, I don't know. It's it's really up in the air now. So I really don't have any announcements, except I have one announcement here for all you listeners, and that is KBBF Radio is going to translate Sonoma County's virtual hall meeting and it's going to uh, it's going to be happening what? March 17th oh March 17th what where's I don't see any time on there I don't see any time March 17th from 5 to 6 p.m. so that's going to be it's going to be the translation of the uh Sonoma County Virtual Town Hall. That's going to be on March 17th. That's going to be from 5 to 6 p.m. That's interesting. March 17th is uh, St. Patrick's Day. And the next day is going to be my birthday. I'm going to be 80 years old on March 18th. I can't believe it. God, where'd the time go? I mean, I can't believe I'm a great grandmother. I took a picture of my, I got a picture of my daughter and her granddaughter. And I said to myself, wow, my daughter's a grandmother. Well, Time goes by and things happen. Well, we're going to take a musical break. And the song I picked is Keep a Song in Your Soul, sung by Mommy Smith. And it's a crazy blues. It's a song written by Perry Bradford. And Marnie Smith and her jazz hounds recorded it in August 10th, 1920. And I just love the title. And I love what she's saying. I keep a song in your soul. In other words, even though we're in such times of I don't know what what to call it. It's this pandemic. We're in times of fear and uncertainty. But you know, if we keep a song in our soul, if we if we keep ourselves upbeat, read positive things, you know, call a friend, you know, do whatever you can to keep yourself up. Because when you get depressed, it, it makes the situation even worse. And believe it or not. One day we're going to turn around and say, wow, did we live through that? Remember our fires? I remember the day we came into the station. It was just, it was just hell on earth. Everybody was scared. People were losing their homes and here we are rebuilding. So, you know, take a deep breath, you know, sit back, listen to this song, keep a song in your soul. And when we come back, I will be talking with Vesta Copesake, who is a graphic artist and founder and publisher of the Sonoma County Gazette. And I'm really excited to be talking to her. When your spirit's down, blues are hanging round, what's the use of a sigh? Sighs don't make a hit. Never help a bit, there's a good reason why. Here's a recipe, it will suit you to a tea. When the sun is out of sight, even though you miss the light, just to keep things going right. Keep the song in your soul, that's no time. Keep the song in your soul. If you take me to my story, glory, glory, if you keep this thought in view, anything that troubles you disappears like mine, the sun is out of sight, 
Oh, boy, can't you just see those flappers running around? Keep the song in your soul. What a great, great song. Well, for you just joining in, you are listening to KBBF 89.1 FM, Calistoga, Santa Rosa. I want to remind my listeners the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of KBBF, its board of directors, its members, or women's spaces. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And without further ado, I want to introduce my guest. Joining me on the telephone is Vesta Kopsake. Welcome, Vesta. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Ah, thank you, Elaine. It's a pity we can't be in the same room at the same time to laugh with each other. (laughs) I know, but you know something? Thank goodness that we have this technology that we can do this. And it's such an honor to have you on. And I'm looking forward also to interview your new partner, Carlene. It's really very exciting for me. So I'd like to tell our listeners just a little bit about you. Is that okay, Vesta? Yeah, go for it. Vesta Copesake is a graphic designer and publisher for the Sonoma County Gazette. She was influenced by the comic strip Benda Star as a young girl. Vesta took the path of doing what she loves, which led to her publishing a newspaper, an idea which was never on her to-do list, and believed it was her graphic design and editorial skills that led her right to it. She has taken the path of doing what she loves, and like I said, it's just led her to the path of doing this wonderful publication. Uh, she started the uh, Sonoma County Gazette in 2003, and in December 2019, she, turned, she sold the paper, and now Sonoma Media owns it, and the formal announcement was made on December 17, 2019. Vesta will remain publisher until they find a person to fill her shoes, which I know that's going to be impossible, and I have to say that it's been a pleasure for myself to be one of her writers in the Gazette. I write for the Santa Rosa Snippets. Well, welcome, Vesta. Is there anything else that you would like to add, my love? Well, one of the things of the um, the Gazette was uh, first published by the Barcelona Chamber of Commerce, and I took it over on September. The first issue I published was September 2001, and that was, well, obviously it's when 9-11 happened. And so people wrote in all their thoughts and feelings came written by readers. And it's, it set the stage for the entire publication. It's the magic of the universe that says, this is how something is going to happen. This is what we need. And so citizen journalism is a little bit different from this, but it basically is citizen journalism because it's people who are experts in their field. It's people who are articulate and want to articulate their thoughts to others. It's people who have a message that they want to share. And the Gazette is the vehicle for that, which is why by 2003 I purchased the Gazette from the Chamber because I had taken it far away from the original intent of being a Chamber newsletter. <laughs> so well, you know, they said, I think you need to own this. <laughs> well, you know, you said, you said in your bio that being a publisher was not on your to-do list. So, not even. So talk, about, to me. <laughs> talk a little bit more about what led you in the media. And as a woman, what were some of the challenges that you had that you had to overcome? Especially, you just started it. It was a, like, a, it was like a, 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 a house organ, right? Correct. It was just a 12-page newsletter, black and white, that went to Forestville. Um, and I think a tiny little bit over into Grayton. Um, so it served our home community. And when I took it over, then I had to be uh, financially responsible for it. And that's it's an advertiser background in marketing, and advertising really came in handy. I know how to market businesses. So in essence, I became the, little, the advertising agency and marketing professional for many of the small businesses that advertise in the Gazette. And I still do that. 
um, because I can't help myself. So the land of marketing is very, very similar to journalism in a lot of ways because we are, we have a message and we are the messengers and the journalism, the papers, the radio stations, all those media are the vehicle that the message gets transmitted on and into the public. And so with advertising, you're, you have a business that has a message that wants to get out to people to bring them into your business and support your business. And same thing with a paper, a radio station. You have a message that you want to convey. And so this paper, which is on paper and then eventually became online as well, um, is an important vehicle for the community. And that's where Sonoma Media Investments, when they purchased the Gazette, Steve Falk, he's the CEO, and he said that he sees this as a very important vehicle in Sonoma County. And he asked me at one point, is it okay if I say I saved the Gazette? And I said, absolutely, because it's very, very true. Of the six entities that were interested in purchasing the Gazette, only one was locally owned and local, and that is Sonoma Media Investments. And I think one of the important things to understand is that Sonoma Media Investments is locally owned. It's just people who are part of our community who own it and who are invested in it and who want it to stay as a local vehicle. Um, people Best still okay. think Best that the New York I- Times owns it. Let me true. just let me just ask you a few questions. I mean, it's just it's exciting to think that you know something like this big happened with you. It's amazing. But let's go back to let's talk a little bit about you personally. Who were some? I know when you went to the exhibit uh, at the of the suffrage exhibit from suffrage to me too. You oh, yeah. ran into the Brenda Start. Uh, 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 comic strip. Yeah, the comic strip. Right. Tell me, what, what, what was it about Brenda Starr and what was it that motivated you and what were some of your role models? Well, in that particular case, which I found fascinating because I got sucked right into it. I was up against that thing and, and it had a visceral impact on me that I was not aware of. It's like the kind of thing that you have this experience in your life and you just kind of, it drifts off into history. And I'm standing in front of her cartoon, which is the one that I put into the Gazette on your article on the Me Too exhibit. And there she is, a strong, independent, beautiful woman with tremendous self-confidence and force. And when she's sent out to do a story that has to do with a very powerful man, and he comes on to her, she puts her hands against his chest and says, no. (laughs) And it's like, how much influence did that have on me? And I'm getting this total visceral reaction from it. And I'm looking at the copyright, and it says 1947. I was born in 1949. So from the time that I was a little kid and attracted to comic strips, I know I watched that. I read that comic strip. I saw those pictures. I saw this beautiful, intelligent, driven, independent woman. And I don't, I mean, aside from an occasional romance she might have had, there was nothing in there in that comic strip that said that she was dependent upon anyone but herself. She was a professional woman with moxie. And did that? You know it had an influence on me because I got that visceral reaction. You know? But also you're you're a, pre, you're a professional woman with moxie, so. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> well, you know. My dad you know, raised me to be that. I give my father much credit. So, well, you know, it's interesting when you bring up fathers because when you talked about Brenda Starr, I said to myself, you know, as much as I, I read different things when I was growing up, how come I never read Brenda Starr? You know, here it was a, it was a woman a comic strip. And what I realized was, <clears throat> excuse me, what I realized is, is that my father 
worked for the Daily News, and the Daily News was a union paper. The L.A. Times was who had, who covered Brenda Starr, and they were not a union paper, so we never had the, the L.A. Times in our home. So I had no idea that she existed. And when I saw the strip and I went and did some research, she was an amazing role model. In fact, I think they should bring her back, to be honest with you. Well, let me... Well, the comic, the woman who created that lived for a very long time, according to the display in the Me Too exhibit. And, oops, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I said, I always have to walk outside whenever the other phone rings. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it's lovely out here. Uh, anyway. Uh, That's okay. She, We're live. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is a real live world. Um, she was a very powerful woman that she did this. And that place where... Um, you know, we just had the, before the coronavirus fear, uh, Rosie the Riveter event that was downtown in Santa Rosa. And one of the things I was discussing with my husband is every time there was a war, men would go off to the war to kill each other, and women would stay home, take care of the ranch, take care of the business, take care of the family. And when the last, the World War II happened, that's when Rosie the Riveter came forward, when it, like, dawned on women... <laughs> We're taking care of everything, <laughs> everything, right? And it suddenly gave them a sense of power um, that they didn't have prior to that, and how wonderful that was. I mean, I'm sorry. Wars are horrible, horrible things. And I'm sorry that men tend to be the ones who instigate them and the ones who die by them. And it's really, really sad. And the only thing I've ever thought I could come up positive about this was, oh, population control, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, but, 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 but you brought out a very good point that when the men went to war, the women took over. And then also, also, when the war ended, they were women were required to go back to their kitchens, and they said, no way. No way. <laughs> we, we've got well, it. That's just it. What came positive mm. out of that war? Women's power. Exactly. Women going, wait a second, I can take care of this. Well, let me ask you I a question. Let me ask you a question. In the media, do you think it's important that women have a responsibility. I mean, what we're talking, we're talking about Brenda Starr, talking about you. Do you feel that women have some sort of responsibility that they need to help other women elevate themselves, especially in this industry? Well, ultimately, women have the full responsibility for life. Um, we bring it onto this planet through our bodies. We raise these children. Whether it's a male or a female, we have the responsibility to empower our children, to educate them, to love them, to nurture them. It's what we do. And, yes, we definitely, I'm sorry that the world still seems to think in so many cultures, um, especially extreme cultures, whether you're talking about extreme Christians who still believe that women are best pregnant at home, or Muslim cultures where you put a burqa on top of a woman and hide her in a house, whatever the culture is that says that women are not the creators of all life and the maintainers of all life, and are they scared? And then the women who go along with it. I was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> come on, chicks. You can't do this. You've got to say, excuse me, but I am the creators of life and maintainers of life. And so all of us who are strong and independent, who figured it out or accomplished it, are responsible for making sure that message gets out, that people, that girls, that men understand it and that's, appreciate that, it. That's why I think I, 
when I look at women's spaces and I look at this show, because it's dedicated to ordinary women doing extraordinary things. But still, when you think of the media, I mean, our next guest is going to be the uh, the woman from the Press Democrat. I mean, she's a, she's the chief revenue office of, officer of Sonoma <laughs> Media Investments. I mean, that's a that's a huge a huge title for a woman. And well, so, and oftentimes females are not in charge of finance. It's like a man's world, right? So you take this woman, and and Carlene, when you meet her personally, she's a beautiful woman. So there's nothing more powerful on this earth than (laughs) a beautiful, intelligent woman. And so I'm sorry they were not in the same room. But the fact that she took on this project really impresses me. I was kind of thinking, well, well, who's going to take it on? I meet Carlene, and she is awesome. I mean, she's got imagination. She's um, very, very smart, a wonderful personality, very inclusive. Uh, one of the things that thoroughly impressed me about just becoming part of Sonoma Media is it didn't feel corporate. Everybody's going, oh, corporate, corporate, you know, and they're like, hey, you can have a little cubicle. And that's <laughs> like never had a cubicle in my life, right? I have yet to populate it, i got to say. But the thing is, is that everybody I meet is empowered. And it has a, uh, it's not like they're asking somebody's permission to think or do. They are all people who have um, opinions and, and ideas and they have the permission to run with them. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show, but I, pointed out four different women, one in 1789 that actually were in journalism. It was just amazing to me to find that out. Well, you know, I know one of your loves is is inspiring young girls. So I would like, how do you hope to inspire young girls growing into women to become part of the the media? I mean, what is is your idea? And if there's a young girl out there, wait a minute, if there's a young girl out there listening, what what would your advice to her be? <laughs> well, you know, one of the things is to be comfortable in your own skin. Um, and it's really, it's, God, there's so many reasons why a female uh, can feel insecure, uh, a certain amount of vulnerability. And it's, the vulnerability is true and real, but you can't succumb to it. You, the, to be physically strong is really helpful, but not everybody can be. So the way you become strong is through your self-confidence. And don't be afraid to try something. Don't be afraid to fail anything because failure is how we learn and how we move into the next place. And if you are, in fact, beautiful physically, take advantage of it. I always have this thing about the most powerful human being on the face of the planet is a beautiful, intelligent woman because beauty is very attractive. And as soon as someone turns their face towards you and they have their eyes on you, you open your mouth and say something intelligent and they will hear you because you got their attention. Especially figure out how to get someone's attention. But, you know, it's interesting. Like, my daughter was on a soccer team, and my granddaughter's on sports teams. They're all on sports teams. And one of the things that girls will do that's very different from boys on a sports team is if they hurt somebody, they have compassion. They go, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you. And yet in sports, you run into people all the time. So how do you balance that compassion and nurturing natural tendency with one that is competitive and strong? And how do you balance the world that says to you, no, the guy has to be the winner? And the girl says, well, I get to win sometimes, too. Well, let me, tell, you, let me, let me tell you a funny story here. When I was, uh, when I was in the corporate world, I was waiting for a purchase order to come in from uh, from Sweden, and it was it was really interesting. You know, this this woman calls me up all of a sudden from, from I called her 
and to do the follow-up, and all of a sudden she burst into tears that she's getting a divorce. Or I mean, it was just, and I hung up the phone. I says, my God, what do I do in this situation? <laughs> well, anyway, well, anyway, I wrote, I looked at my dog, and I wrote her this poem. It was very, very interesting, and I and I faxed it to her. And I, at the time, I was so fascinated with the fax machine. I mean, I thought the fax machine was the, the biggest thing that ever hit the planet. <laughs> ever hit the planet. So, so I faxed her this poem. And about three days later, I get the purchase order, and I don't hear from her. And one of the things, one of the lines in the poem was, begging was okay. You know, like I was talking about a dog. It's okay to beg. In other words, you know, sit on someone's lap that's going to pet you and, you know, funny stuff like that. Anyway, so I called, she called me back and uh about about a month afterwards, and she says, you know, she says, I can't believe it. She says, I went into court, she says, and she says, you sent that poem, and the judge was on it, was giving me only so much alimony, and then she says, I realized that after speaking to you, I could just speak up, and I said, it's not enough, and he gave me a, he gave me a raise. He says, she said, thank you so much for sending me that poem. Oh, cool. And I thought about that. No, I thought about that. And women tend to do things like that. They tend to send out thank you cards. They, they tend to do things a little bit differently. Well, it's communication. And the thing about women's brains are hardwired for communication. All the studies will tell you that females communicate. And through communication, we touch each other, we influence each other. And then one of the ways that we influence each other and younger girls or girls or whatever, anybody, is through example. And so you know that when you are growing up, when you're having your life, if someone sees you and experiences you as a strong, independent, confident woman, it's going to somehow rub off on other people in the same way that Brenda Starr rubbed off on me. Well, with that, with that thought in mind... Vesta, we're coming to the end of this segment, so you're gonna go talk to Carlene. Wait till you talk to her. Any last, <laughs> any <laughs> last, any last words, websites, or anything that you would like to say? Well, SonomaCountyGazette.com is our website and will continue to be our website. Um, it, it will go through some changes this year. Uh, Sonoma Media is going to redesign it, which was needed to be done anyway in terms of the universe switching things how interesting it all is there will be changes this year um, because they will find a replacement for me and it but the gazette lives on and that's the most important thing to me is that i do need to do something else with my life it is time i'm 70 it's time to go find out what the next great adventure is and because sonoma media investments literally saved the gazette it lives on and they have a commitment to keeping it what it is and i I think it's one of the most important things for readers to know and understand is that there will be change, but it will be subtle. It will not be changed in how it, this, this the Gazette is a representation of citizens of Sonoma County who have a place to have their voice heard and read. And that is probably the most important message. It will live on because they have Sonoma Media Investments has embraced it as it is. And they will give it an, an ongoing life that I could not give it. And thank you. I am so grateful. Well, so grateful. Well, best of cope sakes, I am grateful to be able to talk to you, call you a friend, and write for your publication. And I want to up, girl. <laughs> I want to thank. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on Women's Spaces. And we're going to take a musical break, Bressa. And the song that I'm going to play is "She Will Rise," sung by Sandy Rapp. This is a really funny song, and I think I think you will really like it because we will rise no matter what happens. 
And when we return, folks, I'm going to be talking to Carlene arnick Pate, who's the Chief Revenue Officer for the locally owned Sonoma Media Investment, publishers of the Press Democrat, and a variety of other brands, including now the Sonoma County Gazette, that you can find online and in print. So let's go ahead. Let's listen to uh, She Will Rise, sung by Sandy Rapp. Thank you, Lane. Thank you, Vesta. Do you hear what they're telling in the street? How the goodly poet made a prophecy. Hear it now. Hear it loud. Hear it how the prophet spoke of Hillary. Did you see the silver writing on the screen? From the poet who knew why the caged bird sings Speaking straight back in 08 She said rise and rise is right again today She will rise She will rise She will rise She will rise She will fly like an eagle When Sue Anthony went out into the polls She knew the way to her was firmly closed But she rose, yes she rose Now the women of the country have the vote I am wiser now and just as strong as you Sojourner truth Hear it ring Hear it sing Hear the promise of the prophet that it brings She will rise She will rise She will rise She will fly like an eagle to the hill And she will fly She will fly She will fly the ashes, she will rise, yes she will, she will rise, she will rise, she will rise, she will fly like an eagle to the hill, and she will fly, she will fly, she will fly, she will fly, from the ashes she will rise, yes she will. She will rise. Yes, she will. Oh, man, that really got me going. She will rise. Just think of that. You know, in this time of emergency and time of unknowingness, we will rise and we will survive. Anyway, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And without further ado, I want to re- welcome my guest on the phone, Carlene Arnick Pate. Welcome, Ar- Carlene. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Thank you, Elaine. It's, it's actually Carlene Arnick Pate. Oh, I'm so sorry. You are not the first. No, you are not the first to get that one wrong. I am so sorry. (laughs) I am so sorry. Anyway, welcome to Women's Spaces. And before we before we start, I would like to tell my listeners a little bit about you. Is that okay? 
Of course. Carlene is the Chief Revenue Officer for locally owned Sonoma Media Investment Publishers of the Press Democrat and a variety of other brands found online and in print. And as we heard from Vesta, also uh, now the owner of the Sonoma County Gazette. Um, Previously, Carlene served as the Vice President of Strategic Revenue at the San Francisco Chronicle and at the Hearst Company, and she served the Hawaii and Nevada markets as advertising director for Gannett Company Publishers of USA Today. Oh my goodness, what a what a background you have. And over a hundred print digital and television brands nationwide. Recognized as an industry leader, Carlene was a national folio top woman in media two thousand and nineteen honoree in the change maker category and described as a woman who has successfully altered the course of their brand or the industry for the better. Congratulations, Carlene. That is amazing. Well, thank you. She founded the popular Sonoma County Women in Conversation Speaker Series and serves on the board of Sonoma County CASA and Steering Committee for United Way. United. You know, Carlene, I want to know something. Where do you get all your energy? <laughs> did, you ever, you ever, did anybody ask us, you know, how do we do what we do? I mean, women are just amazing. Is there anything else that you would like to add? No, I think that covers it. Well, and I'm, I think my my energy comes from I'm just you know the typical type A person. I'm I'm not happy unless I'm moving and my brain's busy. Well, I'm I'm in your club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's let's start out. Talk a little bit about what led you to a career in media. I mean, look at all that you've done, especially some of the major publications that you worked at. It's just amazing to me. What led you to that career, and what gave you the 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 confidence to to enter into it, especially being a woman? And what were some of your challenges? Well, you know, I was an art major in college. I'm a painter, um, and I had moved west shortly after college, and I needed a job. And I I answered an ad in the newspaper, uh, a company that was looking for a um, designer of advertisements. And so I applied for that job, and I didn't get it, but I did get a job as kind of an office coordinator in the advertising department, and um, uh, really, that's a very front-line, entry-level position. And from that, I began to recognize that there could be a good career in, in media. And so that's how it started. Well, what, what gave you the courage, and you know, that, that you were doing, you were here coming as an artist into media. What, what was some of your challenges, and where did you get the courage to keep going forward? Um, uh, I, I think that, that um, I'm not sure I'd use the word courage. It was really necessity. I needed a job. And um, as I had, had mentioned, I started as an entry-level position, and I started to see that there was opportunity if I stayed within the advertising and marketing arena um, that I could make more money and I could have a bit of independence um, and um, with each step of the way, I, 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 I learned as much as I could about the media I was working with, which at the time was very one-dimensional. It was newspaper, um, and learned as much as I could and started to feel confident that 
I could actually go out and start talking with business owners about advertising in the newspaper. Um, I, I, you know, it's basically it started as a sales job, and if you believe in what you're selling to somebody, then it, it becomes um, quite easy. And I really did believe in the power of outreach of the local newspaper that I was working with, and. Um, you know, I, I've always said I don't think I could have sold um, just anything. I'm not a salesy kind of person, but I did. Um, I was raised with uh, uh, in a family that read several newspapers on a daily basis, and I started to see how advertising really did help small businesses. Small Wait. businesses. Well, you know, you said something very important. You know, the show is Women's Spaces is dedicated to ordinary women doing extraordinary things and to help other women understand how they can rise, so to speak. And one thing you said that I think is very important that I just want to touch on is you said you you paid attention and you saw there was opportunity. And once you saw there was opportunity, you start moving in and finding out how it could be done. Exactly, exactly. You know, and that is, that's a very important thing for women to understand, that sometimes you can go into, say, you said at the beginning, I mean, here you are, the, you know, the chief revenue officer for this, 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 this conglomerate. I mean, it's a big organization. It's not a, just not a little small event here. But at the beginning, you did not know these things, but you looked for opportunity and you, and you studied, you learned. And so that's a very important point that I really want my listeners to hear. Would you agree with that I would absolutely agree. Well, you know, Brenda Starr, you know, Vesta, it's so funny. It's so funny when I, when she assigned me that story, I was a nervous wreck. You know, I asked her, what, what did you want? You know, because I re- I realized that it was a, a big responsibility to write about something like that to encur- encourage the uh, community to support it. But mm-hmm. when she talked about Brenda Starr, it was just amazing to me. And then I started thinking about who my role models are. Who are some mm-hmm. of your role models? Who are some of the people that you you looked up to or that you kind of kind of cl- uh, held on to read about them or, or how they inspired you mm-hmm. for me from a personal standpoint of course it was my mother who um, worked uh, and uh, being a working mom in the 60s was not as common and um, you know she she had a strong work ethic was very smart However, she was always in kind of secretarial roles, although I knew she was smart enough to be the boss. Um, that just wasn't uh, realistic for her at that time. So she was somebody who, who always motivated me and, and taught me that, that I could do whatever it was that I wanted to do in life. And then as I got into my career, and, and most importantly when I began working for Gannett Company, which is a, a huge media company, um, the woman who was running the newspaper division at the time, the national um, uh, head of all of the community newspapers, was a female. Her name was Sue Clark Johnson. Um, she actually had worked her way up from um, starting out in a small uh, market in New York as a um, small town journalist and she worked her way up through the ranks um, and I just I remember her in a very powerful way I remember the very first meeting that I went to where she was running it and um, there she was surrounded by 
a lot of men and um she just held court and she was so um so impressive to me and she was also just very kind i remember at the time i worked in the honolulu market and i was um recently um brought to honolulu as the ad director there and she pulled me aside and she told me that i needed to learn how to golf she said, you will find that in the Honolulu market, golfing is a very important networking opportunity. And if you don't learn to, how to golf, you're going to be left in the office, and it will be a disadvantage for you with your career. And she offered for the company to pay for golf lessons. Oh, my goodness. That is amazing. I know. I thought it was. Here she was, this really incredibly powerful woman who didn't really even have to notice me in the room, but um, she and I were one of the few women in the room, and she took me aside. I, re- I, I always thought of, of, of her in such a kind way. Well, you know, it's interesting. When I went to Sonoma State, one of the women that really influenced me was Marjorie Downing Wagner. She was the first uh, woman uh, president of a of a major university of, on the UC mm. system. And I remember one time we had an experience, and and she took me aside and gave me some some good good advice. And it's really important to have these little mentors or these people that just come along, and all of a sudden they just 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 help you. They help you move mm-hmm. forward by by a little bit of things. And another thing, I I actually took golf lessons if we ever meet in person i will show you some pictures of me taking (laughs) golf lessons well you know i really appreciated the 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 questions that you sent me because as you can tell i'm building on everything that you sent and i really appreciated that Uh, a question another question i have from you in in the position you're in i mean here at the press democrat i mean we have that the the, a major the major editor is a woman yeah and does a very fine job in fact i've talked to her many 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 times, you know, what what you know? What do you feel? Do you feel it's important? Do you feel it's important to that females in the media that they do have some sort of responsibility to help elevate other women? And and why do you think that's important? Yes, I absolutely do think it is. And and in fairness, though, I, I believe in total equality. So if I see promise from. Um, a, a millennial on my staff, whether it be female or male, I, I try to take note of that. Um, but since this conversation is, um, it, it, we are, are talking primarily about helping females, um, I absolutely do look for promise in, in um, all of my employees. I, I think it's important that, especially for females, though, that we let them know that we see something special in them um, and that we try to encourage them to think about their careers and next steps. Well, that, that is so important. You know, mm-hmm. talking about next steps, say there is a young woman out there who is thinking about, you know, coming into journalism, coming into some form of media, maybe even being a CFO like yourself. Mm-hmm. What what advice would you give them? What what do you? How would you encourage them? Um, well, well, I, I'd like to explain my my title and my role. I'm actually the chief revenue officer, so I'm not the chief finance officer. And and we do have a CFO. He's he's a male, and I always remind him that his job is the count to count the money that I help the company to make. Oh. <laughs> um, so so 
Uh, my job is really um, it, it's to help generate revenue for the company, and it's also to help generate revenue for small businesses and mid-sized businesses throughout our community. So coming up with ideas that can help generate more customers um, uh, for the the clients and, and businesses that we work with and also for my own company. Can, can I, I just ask, uh, just for a little mm-hmm. clarification, when we talk about chief revenue officer, that's where mm-hmm. I got a little bit confused. So, Frank, if, for example, you have a sales force. You know, mm-hmm. a, I'm a retired mm-hmm. corporate sales manager, so I can, can visualize your room. You have, yes. a, you have a sales force, and then you are the one who comes up with ideas on, on what they're going to present to companies that they're trying to, to offer space in the paper for. Is that kind of what you do? Correct. That's my primary role. Right. So yeah. you're, you, you, you actually have to motivate people then. I do. Um, so, so my job is a little bit divided where I do need to have those people skills and provide motivation to the staff. And then on the back end, I'm also um, very tied to our numbers and, and budgeting and, and that aspect as well. Boy, that's a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. I, I so enjoy it, though. It's, it's, it's a fun job. Well, talking about, you, talking, about fun, talking about fun jobs, you know, Vesta is just so, so wonderfully excited about the fact that you know she, the paper's been so put being put in in good hands she feels it's mm-hmm. really being put in good hands talk a little bit about how that is working for you i mean how did you end up getting involved to to be uh, partnering with her this way so i have to say i just adore vesta i, <laughs> I am such a an admirer of hers um from the very beginning when we first met a few months ago um, I I was so impressed. She has built herself um, an incredible vehicle for this community to be able to share their opinions. And, and it's so unique in comparison to our, um, our other products that are, you know, our journalists write stories and stick to the facts and are trained not to give opinions. Vesta has has developed the Sonoma Gazette, which is all about giving opinions <laughs> and all about um, sharing, um, and and so it's such a unique contrast. And and I think it's really um, really neat that you have both of us on the show because Vesta is this entrepreneur woman who has built this. Um, publication from from you know it was a small chamber newsletter I understand 17 years ago and and she's built it into this incredible multi multi page publication um, and I'm the total opposite I came up in the business um, through corporate training and so um, she and I are very different in some ways but we're also very similar in many ways and I just have such such respect for her um, I think I got the role of um, helping with the transition of the ownership um, because of my background I've started publications in the past for many companies and in a sense, this is almost like for Sonoma Media Investments, we're kind of, um, you know, taking on a totally new product. Um, so I think because of my experience, I was uh, asked if I wanted to take this um, project on. And absolutely, I think it's incredibly important 
in the role that it plays to Sonoma County, and I'm I'm quite honored to be the one to help um, move it forward. Well, it's a beautiful publication. I'm very proud to write for it, and it was mm-hmm. it was. And you know, when you talk about the publication, it's really interesting. It it brings people a lot of recognition because you have. For every article, there's a person who's writing it, their picture. Yeah. So when people, yeah. you're standing in a supermarket or something and someone will walk up, I, I have this happen constantly. You look so familiar. And I realize it's one of the 35,000 people that's reading the publication. Well, yes. Well, Carleen, we are coming to the end of our segment here, and I'd like to know if there's any last words that you would like to convey to our listeners. I mean, I really appreciate that you came on. I'm sorry I didn't have you here in person. I was really looking forward to meeting you, with, with but with all this, you know, this pandemic and stuff that's going on, we're, we'd rather be safe than sorry here at the station. So I really appreciate you doing this over the phone with me. So any last words, any websites, anything, upcoming events, anything you would like to to say well no upcoming events as most have been canceled <laughs> right. but um uh in the fall uh actually in the summer we hope to have sonoma county women in conversation with laura during rescheduled we're looking at some august dates and then in september we'll have um our usual fall women in conversation experience and we have a terrific lineup already um put together and i'm looking forward to announcing who those who those women are um here's a hint we're going to focus on um olympians oh. <laughs> uh, so it should be really it should be really inspiring and i guess in 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 parting i would just say um you know local journalism matters and um local matters and and i hope that the community continues to support us through all of our publications well, Carlene, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on Women's Spaces and sharing so much, you know, so much good information for women listening as far as their careers go. And thank you so much once again. Thank you for having me, Elaine. It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye. Well, folks, that's it for our show. Thank you to Vesta Copesakes, graphic artist and founder and publisher of the Sonoma County Gazette. Also, a special thank you to Carlene Arnick-Pate, who is the Chief Revenue Officer for locally owned Sonoma Media Investment, publisher of the Press Democrat, and a variety of other brands found online and in print. A reminder, tell your friends, Women's Spaces will be aired again at 11 p.m. on this evening. I'm so excited I get to listen to my own program. Also, I'm available for speaking engagements, and if you have any announcements like birthdays, anniversaries, or anything, do not hesitate to email me at Elaine at womenspaces.com please remember our children are the future and we must never never lose sight of that and please stay at home stay safe stay healthy this is Elaine B. Holtz and you've been listening to Women's Spaces thank you so much for listening and I look forward to being with you the next time a woman's voice with messages woman's feelings all oh, a woman in your life she can feel so easily she knows everything you do because the woman in your life is you and who is sure to give you courage and who will surely make you strong Oh,
one to pursue She's patient and she's waiting And she'll take you home now The woman in your life She can wait so easily She knows everything you do Because the woman in your life is you The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, March 16th, 2020.